Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4, episode 54 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much again for joining us and as we continue into our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials in Genesis chapters 18 to 23 in the week of February the 14th to February the 20th. And today we step into Genesis 22, which of course, as I mentioned, uh, is the, well, one of the probably most significant uh, experiences or stories that we read uh, along uh, the way uh, up to this point in our study. Along with, of course, the fall of Adam and Eve and Noah's Ark, this uh, is another kind of hallmark experience that we learn from the Old Testament and something that we can learn so much from. So we're going to take a couple of days to go through the the uh, proposed sacrifice of Isaac uh, by Abraham. Now, there's so many places we can begin with this, but let's begin with verse 1 and see where this takes us. So it says in verse 1 of Genesis, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here am I. Now, two things here that I want to pick out. The first one being that if you look at the, the Hebrew root word for tempt, which is norsor, um, it means to test or to attempt or to try. Uh, and so, of course, we know that this was a test or a try or a, a trial from God to Abraham. Now, was it because God needed to know that Abraham was obedient to him? Didn't Abraham, uh, didn't God already know this? Um, I would say that God probably knew this and that God does not send us trials uh, to show us to him that we have the faith or that we are going to be exactly obedient or something like that. Uh, I think it's for a much grander reason. Uh, This experience is told in many places, but the one I'm sharing it from is by a talk by Elder M. Russell Ballard, who said, quote, Brother Truman G. Madsen tells about a visit when he he made to Israel with President Hugh B. Brown, an apostle of the Lord who served as both second and first counsellor in the first presidency. In a valley known as Hebron, where tradition has it that the tomb of the father Abraham is located, Brother Madsen asked President Brown, what are the blessings of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob? After a short moment of thought, President Brown answered, Posterity. Brother Madsen writes, I almost burst out. Why then was Abraham commanded to go to Mount Moriah and offer his only hope of posterity? It was clear that President Brown, nearly 90, had thought and prayed and wept over that question before. He finally said um, Abraham needed to learn something about Abraham. Close quote. It may well be that this... um, very difficult um, thing that was asked of Abraham was done in a way to have Abraham learn important lessons. We know that trials in our lives, and I'm sure that many of us can look in our lives and see some difficulties, you know, someone cuts us off in traffic or uh, we run out of um, milk at home, you know, these can be little things that try us through, through the days. But there are things in our lives, uh, and if they haven't happened yet, then I'm sure they will come at some stage, um, which we could consider Abrahamic tests. Probably, and maybe not as um, difficult as what Abraham had to do here, but some of us, I'm sure, have had to do similarly difficult things, but they're difficult in different ways, if that makes sense. I don't think we can really properly compare trials, because, of course, even if you do have the same trial, people react and go through things in different ways. So what we're not doing here is comparing our our tests to Abraham, but what we are doing, I think, when we call these things Abrahamic tests, 
are we are saying that these are ones that stand out, that really develop our character. And this is one that was for Abraham. Uh, and that perhaps he had to learn something about himself or develop and grow in ways that we can never comprehend unless we go through a similar trial. Um, we, we can't be 100% certain because we are not an all-knowing, loving Heavenly Father. But there were some things to be learnt here, absolutely by Abraham, but also by Isaac. Um, and we're going to talk about Isaac in a second with this. But the other thing I want to mention about Abraham is obviously his direct obedience. Behold, here, here I am straight away. And in terms of the fact of what he's going to be asked, and this isn't really mentioned about uh, in this um, account in Genesis. But if you remember the first kind of interaction chronologically we have with Abraham is that he mentions that he was about to be sacrificed on an altar. Uh, and greatly influenced this sacrifice was by his father. Um, and I don't think I've ever really made the connection before until studying all of Abraham's like, life like we have together, really in depth. This is really difficult for Abraham because one of his kind of defining moments so far in his life was to leave his father's homeland, leave his father's house. And this was because he was about to be sacrificed by his father. And now we have the Lord who has shown so much love and so much promises to him about posterity, asking him to sacrifice who is what um, now, now that Ishmael has left, one of his only real chances at posterity that Abraham has left. Um, I, I don't quite know just how, what, a, what an incredible and difficult trial, um, always being sacrificed by your, your own father would leave you, kind of the trauma and the, the, um, the horror that would be left in your mind when, you know, you are certain you are about to be killed by your own parents. Now Abraham is being asked to do the same. And do we quite understand just how much more difficult <laughs> this makes it for Abraham? Um, and yet, despite this, the Lord asking him, take thou thy son, um, whom thou lovest, and get thee unto the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I shall tell thee of, in verse 3, we read, And Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place which God had told him. Just the... Sh I, I, I can't honestly just say how the obedience in this verse shines through by Abraham. Uh, and of course, uh, at this stage, Isaac may not be aware of exactly what's going to happen, but we'll look at his... Uh, obedience in a minute. In terms of, uh, I'm just checking the time, there's so much here to talk about, we're only on verse 2, but in terms of kind of the symbology of this story as well, it can't be lost on us the fact that Abraham, a loving father, um, who was called Abram, uh, which means exalted father, and is now father of many nations as Abraham, who has a beloved son, uh, which was his, his beloved, is being asked to sacrifice him. I mean, we, we can't um, not notice the this, the parallels between our loving Heavenly Father and our Saviour Jesus Christ. And in fact, there are kind of six things here which I've picked out which show the similarities. Um, of course, um, Heavenly Father sacrificing his only beloved son. Um, the Saviour's birth itself was miraculous, as was Isaac's birth. I mean, I think we sometimes forget that key detail, that both the births of these beloved sons were, well biologically not meant to be possible and yet both were 
um, the, um, the third one, that the Saviour gave his own life voluntarily, as we will learn about uh, Isaac, uh, probably tomorrow at this rate. Um, then um, they took three days to journey uh, to Moriah. If you look in verse 4, in fact, that's the next verse I was going to share. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Three days, of course, was the, three, was the number of days that the Saviour was in the tomb. Um, the fifth thing that was picked out, um, in verse 6, Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. So images there of the Saviour carrying his own um, implements of his, um, of his sacrifice, the cross on his back, Abraham carrying that wood that would lead to his sacrificial, um, the, the, the sacrificial act uh, on his back. And then in verse, and then the sixth one, something that probably is not as clear if we just read Genesis 22 in isolation, but Mount Moriah was actually meant to, is actually meant to be the same place as Golgotha on the hills of Jerusalem. It's the same place. Uh, and if you want to look more into that, there's many more, um, much more um, intelligent people than I that have done the research behind that, but they were both this sacrifice or this intended sacrifice in, in terms of Abraham and Isaac were were in the exact same place on the same hill. Um, so there is clearly some things we're meant to learn here um, about, about Abraham and Isaac and about our loving Heavenly Father and our Saviour. The final thing I'd like to mention today, despite us running close to our time, is in verse 5. Uh, it says, And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide here with the ass, and I, I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Notice here, that Abraham says that both Abraham and Isaac will return again to these uh, assistants. Is this because he doesn't want to give away what he's about to do? Is this because he believes and he is certain, even though we, because we don't really get an insight into Abraham's reaction, how sorrowful he must be, how, um, you know, optimistic he is. We don't get any sense of that. So we can only make assumptions. Uh, and so perhaps he is so... Um, hopeful, and, and I use the word hopeful specifically because hope is a Christ-like attribute, and it, it, it means having a hope for the promises that have been given by the Lord. Perhaps his hope is so full that he fully believes he will return with Isaac. He doesn't know how, he doesn't know exactly what's going to happen, but he will return with this promised son. Um, I like to think perhaps it's the latter because, you know, it just gives us another dimension of Abraham's Christ-like attributes and how trusting he is in the Lord, despite the Lord asking him to do this, that there will be some way that he is able to return with his son. Thank you so much once again for the study that we've had together. Thank you for listening. And please join us tomorrow as we conclude with this experience, because there is yet more for us to learn about Abraham, just as Abraham learned so much about Abraham. Thank you for listening, and until we meet again. <laughs>